It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Let's bring in Admiral James Javidis, the 16th Supreme Allied Commander at NATO, currently a member of the Carlisle Group and another uh, uh, has another bestseller out. You got to go grab it, especially because it is plucked out of the headlines. 2034, a novel of the next world war. It's how we would take on and what could lead to a war with China. Admiral, welcome back. Hey, good to be with you, Brian. Just watching that building collapse in Miami. That's, you know, my hometown. And I'm uh, very saddened to see that. And as you said, numbers going in the wrong direction. I think that's going to turn out to be a real tragedy. Admiral, we don't, we're not used to seeing a building collapse without a natural disaster accompanied with it or a, or a bomb. Uh, yeah. Did you have any sense with all your with your years of experience and everything that you have seen in your life? What could have happened? No. And I'll tell you, I've seen that syndrome, you know, in countries in Central America or sub-Saharan Africa where construction standards aren't good. There are bribes paid to inspectors. Reinspections don't occur. You I've never seen anything remotely like it in the United States. What it reminds me of is the Oklahoma City bombing. Remember the visuals from that? Yep. Um, obviously, no bomb here would know that. So this has got to be, I think, a construction issue seems to be the current theory of the case. But, boy, they need to rip that apart and completely understand what has happened because that whole part of the country, it's all – it's condo city down there. So if you're living in one of those other buildings – think how that feels to you right now. Yeah, absolutely. But the, and the other reason, uh, I always love having you on, but the main thing is what's happening in Afghanistan. President Ghani yep. is here. Now, uh, Karzai, you know him. He's an ingrate. Yep. He did not miss an opportunity to put down America and make us question our allegiance to him and the country. Ghani is different. Uh, I was on with General Keene two hours ago, who had dinner with Ghani last night. And he doesn't he's hoping for somewhat of a commitment instead of a wholehearted exit. What's the best scenario we can hope for? How do you see this thing going once we leave? Uh, Ashraf Ghani is a good friend. I know him very, very well. I worked with Karzai when I was the Supreme Allied Commander, but I've been closely in touch with Ashraf Ghani, President Ghani. Uh, What he will ask for is not only economic, diplomatic, Uh, developmental aid, which is already on the table. What he really wants, and I think we owe it, is uh, support from over the horizon. And I'm sure Jack Keane told you how hard that is to do. We don't have a string of bases around Afghanistan. And what the Afghan security forces need is air support. So I am uh, waiting to see what the Pentagon's plan is. Uh, They did announce today, Brian, you might have seen it, they're going to keep 650 troops in country that's specifically for protection of the embassy, protection of contractors, but it's it's just not enough. And I am very concerned. I'll, I'll close by saying, unfortunately, you saw the intelligence reports that predict the strong possibility of a collapse of the uh, Afghan government in six to 12 months. I think those are accurate. I'll put a percentage on it. I think there's a, a two in three chance that the government collapses over the next 12 months, probably one in three that it can 
continue to hold together. Ghani's doing everything he can. He's making the right move to come to Washington and put pressure on the administration. So it wouldn't take much to sustain the government, give it some more time to try to stand up on its own, give another generation a chance to understand what's at stake. Um, And I think he's earned it. So I'm I'm hoping that he can win some hearts and minds as uh, above the 650 troops. For example, what about some armed drones? Well, he, they can fly oh, their own yeah. drones. They have that technology. What about leaving some contractors on the ground? There's, there's thousands there. They, most of them want to stay. What about providing the protection to allow our contractors to stay on the ground? I mean, does Joe Biden, President Biden, want to be there as Afghanistan goes to the Taliban and we evacuate an embassy like it's 1975 again? It's going to be terrible to watch, and of course, we'll see it all on our television screens. And I think the administration uh, has got to realize that, again, there's a two in three chance this thing goes completely sideways. And I think you've outlined uh, a couple of good points. Uh, Again, over the horizon, as I mentioned, that's manned uh, aircraft coming in, even from long distance if we have to. We've got aircraft carriers, I commanded Enterprise. In that region, in those waters, we launched uh, hundreds of strikes into Afghanistan. There are drone solutions that can be piloted from Nellis Air Force Base. And as you say, if you put even another uh, thousand troops or even armed contractors to protect the contractors that are doing the uh, important work on maintaining the air force of Afghanistan. And they have an air force and it's flown by Afghan pilots. Uh, It's the maintenance that is crucial. So there's some ideas. Uh, Let's hope those are, are being explored. And I can tell you as a fact, that the vast majority of senior military, um, retired and active, who have served in Afghanistan, um, are, are deeply concerned and don't want to see this thing fall apart right in front of us. Exactly. So uh, knowing that politicians will do it and you can't control your destiny, if you're at CENTCOM, you know that uh, General Milley probably agrees with you. And the Secretary Austin probably agrees with you. And you have guys like you have sway with both administrations, but especially I I imagine with this one. Is there anybody that could get in the former chairman of foreign relations in the Senate's ear and say that doesn't have to be all or nothing? Many of us are doing exactly that. And we're privately advising the administration. We're working on the Hill. Um, And I'll tell you a subset issue that you're very familiar with are the 20,000 Afghan interpreters and support personnel. We cannot abandon them. We must get them out of the country. And that's been truly bipartisan. I'm seeing Republicans and Democrats step up to this. There's uh, probably 18,000 of these Afghans who work closely with us. I had my interpreters. Uh, Everybody did. Uh, We've got to get them out. Those plans, I think, now are moving and will be publicly starting to roll out very shortly. Well, so there's a small win in the midst of all this. What, we've got it, what kind of bothers me is that they feel they have to get out. And, and yeah. you know, of course you want to be in America and not Afghanistan. I get it. But the fact that they have to get out for their survival means we lost. It's, uh, it is a marker of defeat. And yet, Brian, it's so important that we protect them and get them out. Oh, I agree. Um, and, 
And but give, let me give you one other point that's worth on the positive side here. The Taliban are not popular in Afghanistan. The vast majority of Afghans remember what it was like to be under the Taliban. Uh, so if we give them the space, I think there are uh, hundreds of thousands of Afghans who can still yes. uh, step up, fight this. And Ashraf Ghani is very dedicated. You know, he's a guy, he, he has a PhD. He could leave tomorrow and go to Harvard and have a great life like Mikhail Gorbachev did. He's going to stay till the end. And I, I think there are plenty of Afghans who are willing to do that with him. We've got to give them the space, the armaments, the resources. Right. They can still pull this thing one in three chance we can keep the wheels on this thing. Uh, I'm talking to Admiral James Travitas. His book is out. It's really excellent. It's 2034 novel, The Next World War. Admiral, what people should understand, too, they, you know, with, and I, a lot of Trump supporters are like this. Well, who cares about Afghanistan? We should have been out a long time yeah. ago. Well, we should be focusing on China. Well, we are because China's focusing on that region. And we could choose to abandon the Middle East, but we're going to – we can't thoroughly abandon the Middle East. It doesn't – it's not in our national interest to do so. Why would we give up a base between China and Russia? We should not. And, of course, you're talking about Bagram Air Force Base is uh, just outside Kabul. I've flown in and out of there hundreds of times. It is a strategic gem. And it's only one reason Afghanistan is important. I'll give you another. Afghanistan is sitting on top of a trillion dollars in strategic minerals, notably lithium. Guess what lithium does? It goes in the batteries of all these electric cars we want to build. It's ultimately, when security is established, a treasure trove of strategic minerals. And then thirdly, it's that international commitment. What do you think – uh, our other allies and partners, Taiwan, uh, partners we want to win, like India and Vietnam. What do they think when they watch Afghanistan collapse? South Korea. Uh, South Korea. Yeah. Okay. The America will collapse when things get tough. And I just don't think we have a right as outsiders to decide what our military <laughs> should do. It's not up to me to say I'm tired of the war. Oh, I'm not fighting the war. I'll help finance it any way I can, and I'll support it uh, the best way possible, and I'll report it uh, as, as as often as I can. But it's not up to this person walking the street to say I'm tired of the war. If the military says we this is our objective, people should be more attentive to that. Don't you agree? I know we're civilian-controlled, but there's a reason yeah. why I'm not calling <laughs> the signals for the Giants, even though I've watched thousands <laughs> of games, because I didn't go to practice, and I haven't got – I didn't play football in college, let alone go pro. So – I can have an opinion, but you should you should not let people that don't have a stake in the game decide the game. Completely agree. And this, I think, is where there are responsibilities for those of us who are retired but yes. do have deep experience here. Jack Keane, myself, uh, Dave Petraeus, Stan McChrystal, John Allen. These are generals. Uh, who fought under my NATO command in Afghanistan, they know the situation. They know the score. Uh, many of them are speaking out privately or publicly and will continue to do so. And hopefully over time uh, we can have an impact on the policy. How will you know if Gahani made, besides <clears throat> calling him, uh, if he made progress today? We know the number is 650. We think the number is as high as 50,000 that will look to move to a third country and then over to America. I get it. But how will you know if they could they actually make progress today in the Oval Office with the odds of them actually getting to the president's better senses? I think the odds are high that 
Ghani will come away with commitments for uh, resources, money, military equipment. I think the odds are fairly good that he'll come away with a commitment uh, for a serious over-the-horizon support to his troops, if you will, air support. I think the chances are low of reversing course and simply telling the Taliban we're going to go back on this withdrawal. That ship has sailed. Now we need to understand what we must do to avoid a repeat of 1975 Saigon. All right, Admiral, congratulations on your book, 2034, Novel of the Next World War. We appreciate your insight. Thanks so much, Brian. Talk soon. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.